0: This is the Jocko Underground Podcast, number 39. I'm sitting here with Echo Charlie, as they say. So, uh, we're getting inundated with a lot of information these days, Mm -hmm. all the time, and it made me think about the fact that one of the things, one of the lessons that I learned in the military was that the first report was always wrong. And this, I'm gonna expand on that. Mm -hmm. First report is always wrong, meaning you get a report from the field or you get it, you're in the field and you get a report from one of your troops, and you've gotta, you've gotta listen to what they say clearly, but you also need to recognize that what they're saying to you is probably going to be wrong. <laughs> why, why is that? Well, there's a bunch of reasons. Number one, the perspective that they're giving you is only their perspective. So whatever they're involved in, whatever this report that they're yelling about or st- screaming about or giving you emotionally, mm. it's just their perspective. They can only see something from their perspective at that time.
1: Yeah.
0: What are the chances that when you take a look at a problem, at a situation from one angle that you see the whole thing? What are the chances of that? Very low. Not Very low. Mm. So. They're not wrong, but they're only seeing a small part of whatever's happening. Yeah. Second, I already mentioned the word emotional. They're emotional about whatever's ever happening. They're scared, they're angry, they're upset, whatever. So those are, those are impacting the report that they're giving you. Also, there's a decent chance that when you mention prox- when you mention perspective, you also have to think about their proximity to the problem which means they're too close to it, which is also a distorted perspective because when you're standing so close to something, you don't see it all so that what that leads you to learn in the military is that when somebody tells you something, I shouldn't say that their first report is always wrong because that's too strong. The force first report is not all the information you're going to need. (laughs) So, What you learn to do is you learn to take a step back, you learn to detach, you learn to take information with a grain of salt, which is an expression I had to, we all know what it means, but I didn't Mm. really know where it came from. Mm. And I guess there's an ancient book where they talk about taking an antidote to a poison. And part of the antidote was to take the antidote with a grain of salt, literal grain of salt, which tells you that probably Whatever you're being told, whatever you, the poison probably isn't that bad. So, if you know you take this antidote, and you have including a grain of salt. It's probably not that big of a deal. That's one interpretation of where it may have come from, and neither one of these are confirmed. The other one is that the word sal—I don't know if I'm saying that right—in Latin sal, mm. it 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 means either salt. Mm. So, grain of salt, or also wit, as in like witty but wit also means good sense or good judgment so take this hey man take this with some good judgment
1: Yeah.
0: so either one of those but we know what grain of salt means and that's something that you learn something that I learned from the military is when you get a report take with a grain of salt realize that there's emotions involved realize that there's only one perspective realize that there's probably some proximity distortion going on (sighs) which is all important when it comes to moving forward in the military, but it also applies to life. So what do we get today? What do we get today is we get inundated inundated all the time with news, mm-hmm. we get inundated all the time with social media, we get inundated with the story about COVID, the story about politics, this, the reactions that someone had, all these things hit us all the time, 24 hours a day, by the way, mm. 24 hours a day. It's, it's actually more than 24 hours a day. Mm. Think about it, all the news, 24 hour cable news stations that are all running 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. So you take 24 and you multiply it times 100, <laughs> it's 2400 hours a day. And then you talk about all the news sites you can go to. So it's more than 24, it's, it's thousands of hours a day mm. of information coming at you. And what do we tend to do is freaking freak out on each and every single one of them.
1: Yeah. Oh my God,
0: this is rolling. And so what you need to do is when you get information out there in the world, whether it's from news, whether it's from social media, whether it's from one of your kids tells you something going on, what you need to do is learn to detach, take that information with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that that information is wrong, but it's probably very likely not going to be the whole picture. So don't treat it as if it's the whole picture. Don't treat it as if it's gospel. That's another thing we don't. I don't want to make a decision based on information that I know there's going to be additional information.
1: Mm.
0: At least I'm not going to make a big decision. I might make a little decision. You tell mm. me I think there's enemy coming. I might say, all right, guys, lock and load your weapons. Yeah. I'm not going to say, get online and attack. No, yeah. because I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> but I might say, hey, boys, you, get, you know, get your gear on.
1: Mm.
0: You, I've said that many times. Mm. Hey, get your gear on. Hey, get the trucks lined up. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's like a that's like a good feeling I just got <laughs> when I said that.
1: I could tell you yeah.
0: yeah, get the trucks lined up, which means you know there's yeah. something coming down the pipe. We want to yeah. be a little bit you know staged because you keep the you keep the trucks in sort of uh, what's it called like a carport, scenario. you know, we have yeah. a roof, right? So sure. it's not getting beat down from the sun, a little protected from the elements. Yeah. But then it's like, hey, get the trucks lined up. It's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the main, you know, guys start doing the pre maintenance checks. So sure. you know, we're getting ready to rock and roll. But do I say get in the trucks and launch the trucks and start driving? No, because we don't even know what's going on yet. Makes so sense. you want to get the trucks lined up? Okay. Don't launch until you get gather more information. So I think this is, I see a lot of people a lot of time. I mean, God, if, especially if you go into social media, but the news does it all the time. Everyone's freaking out about stuff. People are drastically... Corpusing, going up and down and up and down emotionally over stuff. Mm. And it's crazy. Mm. Don't do that. Don't get crazy. Detach. Understand why people are saying what they're saying. Listen to what they have to say, but please keep it in perspective.
2: Mm. So what's an example of like when you uh, get some, let's say, everyday life, right? You talk about the news cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So what is an example? Like, so like maybe if some news report comes in about something and then what you just immediately go to social media repost it and say disgraceful or something like
0: that yeah exactly there you go and then that then someone's going to react to what you just posted yes yeah on both sides, by the way. That's not disgraceful. That's standing up for himself. I can't <laughs> believe it. And the other side is I can't believe that that person did that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's what everybody does 24 hours a day. Yeah. And then you add to the fact that everyone wants to get the big freaking clicks and likes and retweets and all that. Which, oh, yeah. So that makes everyone insane. Yeah. So don't, don't do that. And yeah, with the news, when things come out in the news, don't freak out about it. Listen to what people have to say. Understand. You're, you're fir- you should see. Grain of salt. What is it? Skeptical. Skeptical. That's another synonym for the for the term grain of salt. Is, salt is skeptical. Mm. Look at something and be okay. Yep. I get it. Yeah, Echoes saying that you know, uh, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Or or, or Echoes saying that hey, there, everyone at the gym's got ringworm. Like okay, okay. I'm, I'm sure some people mm-hmm. have it. I don't um, think maybe. everyone has it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we, we gotta shut this thing down. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. First of all, we don't need to shut it down. Second of all, not everyone has it. Mm-hmm. A couple people got ringworm. Got a little ringworm. Don't die to ringworm. That I know of. Mm-hmm. People, COVID right now. Om- Omicron. Omicron. <laughs> right. Sure. It's spreading very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no. Okay. Cool. It's Spreading quickly. There's a lot less. Hospital cases from it. You know, the first report was this is spreading like mad. The second report was like, well, yeah, it's spreading, but it's also less. What is it? Less vicious mm. than Delta variant <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Hell yeah, Delta variant. So let's not freak out about things. Mm. Let's listen. Let's absorb. Can you make a small decision? Sure, you can make a small decision because someone's saying well, you might, you might miss out. Yeah. You might be stuck. You know, when they say, oh, there's a fire mm-hmm. in California. What does that mean? Or there's a fire in your neighborhood. Does that mean abandon ship and run away? No, it doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. But does it mean, hey, you better check your security system. Mm-hmm. You better make sure your your vehicle has fuel in it to make sure if you got to go, you got to go. I mean, if you're below half tank for sure, mm-hmm. we like to keep it above three-quarter tank. But I you know do. what I'm saying? Yes, sir, I do. Is your go bag good to go? Like just normal things. Yeah. Does it mean get crazy? No, doesn't mean get crazy. It means, you know, give the family the pro word for prep level three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Def con nine. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's a very important, the, oh, it is a very important thing to practice. It really truly is a very important thing to practice with your team, with your family, with your employees. Being when someone you know, is a beautiful way to sort of practice this is just saying Roger that to people. Mm. When somebody goes, I'm freaking out about you'd be like, hey Roger that. Mm-hmm. Not 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 like blow it off, but like, hey Roger that, got it. Mm. Okay, okay. Maybe ask a nice question to make sure that you they realize that you're listening to them. Right. But when people would come up to me freaking out about something, I'd be like, Roger, got it. Yeah. Like, hey, Roger that. Where'd you see him? Or, you know, just just engage, but don't freak out. Yeah. And if you do this with your family, if you do this with your employees, if you do this with the news, if you do this with your life, you're gonna be better off.
1: Yeah.
0: You're, not, you're gonna be better off. You're gonna be more stable. You're gonna be more consistent. You're gonna have better perspective.
1: Yeah.
0: It sounds small, but it's a, real, it's a real thing, and it really, truly is beneficial to your life if you do this.
2: Yeah. Do you think sometimes, like, people's immediate reaction, like, if they if they jump too quickly, right, if they launch too quickly, mm-hmm. do you ever think that that is or it becomes just, like, a habit? For sure, it becomes a
0: habit. And it also becomes when I launch, I don't turn back Yeah, because I already committed yeah, to it. Yeah, I launched it. I yeah. already said, disgrace. And right. when someone says, well, he was actually only, you know, that's a co- taken out of context. You don't, you don't go back and delete the tweet because right. then you look like an idiot, Right. <laughs> So instead, you just that's leave true. it and you say, yeah. yeah, but even in the context, you yes. could be taken blah, blah, yeah. blah. Or and you just dope. dig in on stupid yeah. stuff. So Don't true. put yourself in stupid situations. Don't paint yourself into a corner. All you have to do is listen, read the rest of the article, see what the other reports say. What are you, getting the scoop? <laughs> 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 what are you, a freaking 1957 reporter? <laughs> trying to
2: get the scoop on the tweet, It's on I, the post. That's good that you said that right now because the answer is actually yes, I think. Oh, oh I know it is. Because it's like... That's what it seems like. I can't read nobody's mind, obviously, but that's what it really feels like when like, someone reposts it and then says, Disgraceful, for example. Mm-hmm. It is. it is. It does seem like they want to be the one to share it with everyone and like proclaim some opinion, you know, <laughs> like first, yeah. you know, like almost like as if, because when you consider it, this is just my interpretation again, I don't know, but n- someone wouldn't really have motivation to do that if, it's old news already, you know? Of if course. it's old news, you're not going to like, you know, it's it, it, getting it's, the scoop, bro. Yeah, it is, right? Getting the scoop is, is
0: is definitely a trigger that makes people do this. One of the one. one. It's, one. it's not know. the only one, but there's cuz uh, some people sometimes people just overreact because of habit. Sometimes they overreact because they haven't learned this simple lesson that I'm trying to teach right now. Yeah. It's a very simple lesson. Yeah. Don't overreact to stuff. It's a very simple lesson, and yet people overreact all the time to all kinds of stuff.
2: Mm. And then also too, and this is like applies to this actually does apply to the news, but it applies to someone breaking news to you. Like I don't know, your friend comes running in the room and wants to proclaim or say this about something that happened. Mm. Chances are, the chance of them exaggerating it are are pretty solid. They're very solid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they're emotional. They're excited about it. Yeah, they want to tell you something interesting. They want to make sure it hits you hard and all that. here's another thing about this. I'm talking about the decision-making process around this and how this, if you can detach and you can take a grain of salt with new information about how it helps you with your decision-making process, it also will help you remain emotionally stable. Because if you come in yelling, "Hey, this is what's going on," and then I get excited about it, my deci- my emotions are skewed, which means my decision is my decision making process is off. But even in a situation where I don't have a decision to make, I'm allowing my emotions to go into a roller coaster ride for no good freaking reason, yeah. which is a dumb move.
1: Yeah,
0: something happens. You know, the principal called from school, right? The principal calls from school.
1: Yeah.
0: We can be freaked out about just that. Something, did the kid get hurt? Did the kid get in trouble? It's. Do you ever think like, oh, maybe something good happened, maybe something bad and the teacher just wants to let me know? Like there's a right. million things yeah. that could be going on.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But we're freaking out about it. We don't know anything about it. Yeah. Even when the principal says, Johnny choked another kid it's in class today.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Why are we going to get mad about that, right? We got to find out what happened. Maybe Johnny was right. It's true. Maybe every once in a while a brother needs to get <laughs> choked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So we gotta we gotta keep, man, just keep emotionally level. This, if you do what I'm talking about, if you detach, if you take things with a grain of salt, it will allow you to be more. Consistent in the way that you react, it'll make you react in a more positive way and you'll do better in life. So there's true? my recommendation for the week. Interesting. Grain of salt. Grain of salt. Let's get to some QA.
2: Yes. Okay. First question. Jocko, good evening. You talked about frustration on a recent podcast. Have you ever been frustrated with with yourself because you screwed with something that you really shouldn't have? Something stupid but important. Today I found out that I lost final, that I lost the final date to submit my application to a very important test that I really wanted to take. This kind of frustration is so different than the ones you, you have when you wake up a little late or miss exercise. This type of frustration really hurts to the core of your heart because you know you were irresponsible in a deep way. Could you share your thoughts about it? Thank you.
0: Uh, I mean, here are my thoughts about it. Do I... Know that feeling? Sure. Do I hate that feeling? Absolutely. Um, but I can tell you that I don't think I've had that feeling in a long, long time. In a long, long time. Why? Because when I did it in the past, it traumatized me. That's too much of a strong word. It it left a mark on me to the point that I don't let this happen anymore. If something is important to me. I don't forget it. <laughs> I write it down, I'll put it next to my freaking watch, I'll put it on my phone, I'll, I'll put a um, reminder on I mean, There's all kinds of stuff. Put a sticky on your forehead. If something is really important to you, then I'm not gonna forget it. And I think the main way to do that is by writing it down. I think mm-hmm. you really do. I think writing things down is the best way to remember things. So. If I have something that is really, truly important, I'm going to write it down, and I'm not going to forget it. I'm not going to end up with this feeling. I had that feeling earlier in my life, and I didn't like it. I freaking hated it. <laughs> I hate that feeling. So this is an opportunity for you to learn to figure out what protocol you can put into place so that you don't make this mistake again. That's, that's a really simple, straightforward answer. Um, that frustration that you feel, utilize it. The hurt that you feel to the core of your heart, utilize it. Utilize it to figure out a protocol. I'm gonna recommend having some kind of a a notebook, a pad of paper, a calendar, something that you review in the morning, something that you you review at night so that you are working through tasks so that nothing gets dropped. That's what I recommend, because you these these things happen. If this was really important, and this could be a life-altering situation. Why would you leave a life-altering situation to chance mm. that you happen to remember? Memory is a weird thing, man.
1: Yeah. Well, Memory
0: yeah. is not a reliable thing yeah. by any stretch. That's why I write things down if they absolutely have to get done. If they're part of my daily protocol, like you're talking about you know, exercise or waking up, that's part of your daily protocol. You should... You don't need a reminder of that. But if something's outside the norm, the normal pattern of existence,
1: mm.
0: and there's some kind of remote chance that you're going to miss that, bro, not to mention, write it down, not to mention you got the the the, the ultimate digital organizer in your pocket yep. that can do chimed reminders <laughs> and countdowns for things. Yep. So maybe a little bit of, Recognition that our memory is fallible that we forget things. I think that's a very important lesson that you just learned I'm glad you learned that lesson now Because now you won't make this mistake again.
2: Yeah, so true like even even the kind where you know, how, and you probably You probably did this before where you're like, yeah, that's outside of the norm, whatever, but you'd be like there's no way I'm gonna forget that like I Kind of recently within the last two years. I had to pick up my son from school mm-hmm. and I you know I don't normally do it, but hey, you know, if my wife tells me, hey, can you pick up? I'm doing this. Oh, hell yeah, I can pick them up. It's right up the road. It's no problem. 1230. Straight up forget. Mm -hmm. Freaking forgot the kind they're calling me. And I'm like, Oof. oh my gosh. <laughs> and then he's there by himself, you know, like super bad is bad. You look like a bad, and more worse, like it's usually not me. So when I show up, I'm the different guy. I look like the irresponsible parent, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, obviously the wife is the responsible one. This guy's just obviously. a loser or whatever. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so it was like a kind of a deal, you know, and that was a reminder that like, yeah, you're right. Like, even if you think, oh, there's no way I'm going to forget that. Bro, you don't. you can literally say there's no way I'm going to forget that and forget it within one minute. Your
0: memory, <laughs> uh, your memory is fallible. Yes, sir. You cannot rely on your memory. I don't rely on my memory. Yeah. I write stuff down.
1: Yeah.
0: I write stuff down. If I have to, I'll put a reminder in my calendar. Yeah, you point. know what's funny? When somebody at on front has something that I need to get done, I'm like, yeah, put it in my calendar. That's what you need to do. Put it in my calendar.
2: You ever listen to a song that you always listen to and then it gets to that, that part, right, that you just freaking love? You know? Okay. And then like. Your mind drifts right before that part comes, and then you missed that part that you love. So you're like, oh, man, I miss it. You rewind it, and then you like, "And then you do it again. Your mind drifts again, and you miss the part again. You ever do that?
0: I can understand what you're saying. <laughs> Bro,
2: that happens to me sometimes.
0: Your attention is also fallible. It's yes. It's not just your memory.
2: <laughs> My attention, and I forgot to freaking listen up. <laughs> anyway, all right. Cool. All right. Next question.
0: Good. Learn from it. Next yep. question.
2: Uh, Jocko, can you give the people a rundown on how to really absorb the info contained in a book? I currently highlight and take notes in the margins. What other techniques do you recommend to really digest and apply what we learn through books? If you've already discussed this elsewhere, please point me in the direction. P.S. I will keep the shirts coming. People ask me, where can I get that shirt? I say, bro, you, you can't get this one. It's limited edition. <laughs> Solid. The ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. You got to join the shirt locker. Ha. Huh? Thanks, guys. That's right, good. Awesome. That was a good, good. Addition. Appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Uh, I have actually talked about this before, but yeah. it would be harder for me to point you in that direction than it would be just to answer it. And I'm sure there's mm-hmm. other people that would want to know this as well, mm-hmm. without having to rehash. Find some other old podcast. Look, read, highlight everything. Everything that makes, everything that hits you as like, oh, this is a good point. I highlight it. Mm-hmm. Once I get done highlighting it. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna read the highlighted parts again, and now I'm going to underline in my red, faithful red pen, regular pen, ballpoint pen, the really important stuff, That the really crux pieces of information. Once I get the crux pieces of information, now what I would do is I would take those and I would write down or type down in my own words what the crux critical information is. In my own words. I've heard that handwriting is more powerful for making you absorb information. I don't have the patience or the neatness of handwriting to go with that methodology. I type it. If I got something I need to know, I'm going to type it out. So those those are some mechanics that you can do. So highlight it. Reread it, the highlighted portions again under underlined and read what you've highlighted. That's really important and then transfer that into your own words is a good way also As you read as you're reading something put yourself into the situation that you are reading about put yourself into it Really truly try and put yourself into what is happening on the page fiction nonfiction informative doesn't matter try and get into it and then reverse that and try and take the situation that you're reading about and overlay it and put it in the context of your own existence so when you read a story about a battle first thing put yourself there and think about what it is actually like for this person that's writing about the battle to be in that battle. That's a way. And then flip it and put that battle into the context of you, your friends, how it would impact you, how you would interact, how you would react. So there's a a similar vibe there, Mm. either putting yourself into it or putting that situation on you. And I think both those allow me to remember them better and understand them better and how to and allow me to really absorb what it is that I'm reading. Same thing with um you know a a a leadership book, let's say, or a business book. Oh, what what would I actually do in that situation? What would I be thinking if I was in that situation? What would my team be doing if we were all in that situation? Mm. So I think as you add context that you actually live in, it's gonna make you understand it better, and when you put yourself into the context that you're reading, it's gonna make you absorb it better. So those are some things that I do. Bruh.
1: Yeah,
2: I dig it. The, the, <laughs>
1: and that, I do it a lot.
2: <laughs> that one of putting yourself in it, like um, I, I, I actually, not accidentally, but I incidentally like, started doing that, even before you mentioned it, mm-hmm. Um. But it's hard to, like, maintain. It's one of those things where if you let your mind drift, you'll, like, stop doing it, you know. So the more you do it, the better you kind of get at it. Um, The way I put it was, like, I, I essentially pretend... Actually, I don't have to pretend because it's true. But I essentially put it in my mind that this author, whoever's writing this, is writing it to me, mm. like for me, mm-hmm. like this advice or this is a story explaining this,
0: is this story to you to me directly. Yeah, yes, good. like
2: the purpose of these words being written right now was for me. It's not a book to for sale. Mm. It's a words for me, and I like that. that helps. That helps. That's me. a good one. Good, good. Right on. All right, next question, sir. Tips for passing credit for success up the chain of command. I am covering for my supervisor while he's on paternity leave, and we have completed a number of projects while he has been out of the office. In rough times, my supervisor has al- always does a great job in taking ownership and absorbing criticism that comes down from the higher-ups. Now I'd like to return the favor by letting him letting him be the one to get credit from the clients for the fact that their projects are completed. Thank you
0: yeah that's cool. Yeah. so you're doing a, a good thing there, building a good relationship, giving credit where credit is due. very cool. I, I would say, and depending on what the paternity leave rules are and what how how absorbed they are in paternity leave, there's a chance that you might want to include him into you know, a final turnover, a final presentation, whether it's actually, Saying, "Hey, boss, we're turning this over to the client today. Would you like to listen in? Would you like to present the opening? You know, because he's at, he's on paternity. I don't know, how long does paternity leave last. I don't know. Okay, so if it lasts a long time, maybe it's just you know spending. Hey, you just want to spend twenty minutes to go through this, or you you send the final document to a client and you CC the boss, mm-hmm. or you CC the boss as you present it." you know, before you present it and say, hey, or send it to the boss and say, hey, this is what we're gonna, just wanna make sure this looks good. You know, you you trained me, but we all make mistakes. A second set of eyes would be great. And then what that allows is, maybe allows for him to put his signature on it, right? Right. You know, just to say, yeah, you know, it looks really good, Echo Charles, but why don't you go ahead and just change the font in slide four and you're like, (laughs) got it, boss. And now it's like sort of, you know, I kind of put my little stamp, my little signature on it, which is cool if you're, If your boss is just not present, you know, maybe he's taking his paternity leave and he's like, hey, I'm not even bringing the phone. I'm going to focus on the family. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But you still want to put his signature on things. You know, maybe you put a slide in there. You point out, hey, this is the chain of command. Right now, Fred's on paternity leave, but this is how he always does it. And this is the results that he's garnered in the past. So we follow. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You say something like, hey, we follow the protocol that Fred built this is Fred's. this is a fred's methodology and we're using it mm. and he wasn't on this project but he's he's got us all trained up to the point where we know what to do based on his guidance mm. so it's yeah. real easy to give that kind of support that kind of credit i know there's a, a master chief master chief faculty who i've talked about before mm. when we got back from ramadi you know we had had a, a good deployment and he the first time he saw me, he was like said something like, you know, hey, you did a freaking outstanding job over there. And I said back to him, I felt kind of uncomfortable with it, you know, kind of weird, but also wanted to give him credit. And I just said, hey, I was just doing what you taught me how to do. Yeah. And you could see he was so freaking stoked for that, you know.
1: Really?
0: Um, and it's and it was the truth. Like mm-hmm. this is this is one of the guys that raised me in the teams. Mm-hmm. So I think doing something like that, when, some, you know, when you get a compliment, or they say, hey, great job on this project, you say, you know hey, this is Fred's department, we're just doing what Fred taught us how to do. I think those kind of things go a long way, and I think you'll do a good job of taking care of your boss, who apparently takes care of you.
2: Yeah, that's good, even when you said it just now, it's like, ooh, that's a good line to add, based on your teachings, based on his teachings. Yeah, know? there you go, Come that's on. it. <laughs> Kind of like what? I mean, the opposite of that is like, yeah, I taught him well. You know, like Eh, you taking the credit, you know. But it's like, so it's the opposite of that, you know.
0: Yeah, that one's not good.
1: No,
2: you don't
0: want to say when someone says, "Hey, Mike did a good job on this project." You know, I I did a good job (laughs) teaching him. No, we're not doing that.
1: No, no. But if you say,
0: "Hey, you did a good job on this project," you say, "Yeah, well, you know, Fred really, Fred really laid out the groundwork for me to be able to understand this stuff." Yeah, there you go,
2: done. Check next right, question. Next question. Hello, fellas. I'm working in a weird situation where I was hired as a junior IT guy assisting a super senior, working at the same company for over 20 years. Supervisor. There's just me and him in the. It's just me and him in the IT team. My bar, my background is in IT, Navy IT for eight years. I'm familiar with the technology <laughs> we use, but I make little mistakes which com, which compounded can be annoying for my boss. I think my boss is bipolar. <laughs> Moods shift every day sometimes. He's super, fr- he's super friendly some days and he refuses to answer the phone when I need his help. Uh, recently, he's, uh, recently, he's getting under my skin more. He refuses to work with me as a team and prefers to tell me what to do and everything I do seems to annoy him. I have not tried talking to him as I do not know what to say. I want to tell him that I want to take on projects, but I also would like his help along the way. The problem is that when I ask him for help, his replies are rude. It's getting to the point where I just walk away as soon as he starts getting rude. Should I talk to my boss about the issue or should I find another job? Thanks.
0: Cool. Okay. So first of all, what I would start off by doing is taking ownership of the situation and figuring out, what i'm doing wrong that i'm not building a good relationship with this individual when somebody when i'm working with someone and they tell me what to do mm-hmm. i'm gonna actually do it cool hey got it if you and i are working together echo and you say hey jocko you know set that microphone up i say okay cool and i set it up to the best of my ability right and i do i try not to be annoying <laughs> right if someone thinks i'm annoying i don't think oh, that's their problem mm-hmm. i think okay what do i need what adjustments do i need to make Clearly, Echo doesn't like it when I click the pen when we're recording. I'm not going to do that. Clearly, Echo doesn't like it when I leave a big mess on the freaking desk here. So I'm not going to leave a big, I'm just going to square my stuff away before I leave. Like, those are little things, right? Mm. Oh, Echo doesn't like when I'm sarcastic. Cool, I'm going to back off my sarcasm. Echo doesn't like it when I'm loud. Okay, I'm going to quiet down a little bit. See, there's little things that we do that can be annoying to someone else. And instead of just wanting them to change, make a change yourself. Do an awesome job. Set up that microphone to the best of your ability. K- get the table as squared away as you can possibly make it. Maybe I take something off Echo's plate, and say, hey Echo, I got here a little early, I set up the cameras, we're good, you don't have to worry about it. So, those are some things you can do to start to try and build a better relationship. You're admitting that you make little mistakes, which can which compounded can be annoying.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't like it when people people make little mistakes. Especially when you make a lot of little mistakes. Those are then called big
2: mistakes.
0: (laughs) So I would start off aiming this at myself instead of talking about he does this, he's bipolar, his mood shifts, he sometimes refuses to answer the phone, he's getting under my skin, he refuses to work as a team, he prefers to tell me what to do. All those things are about him, but what he should do different. I'm gonna try and figure out what I can do different. When someone's rude to me, I'm not gonna take it personally.
1: Mm.
0: That's a hard thing to do. When Echo says, you messed up the way you set up that mic stand, instead of me going, what a jerk. Instead I say, oh, hey, well, can you show me what's wrong so I can make some adjustments so like, next time I know what I'm doing? Mm. Aren't I sounding like Mr. Positive here?
2: <laughs> yes sir, you are.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And guess what, I'm being Mr. Positive. Mm. That's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm taking ownership, I'm trying to solve the problem. I'm trying to build a good relationship with this person. That's what I'm trying to do. Over time, when you stop annoying people and you stop making little mistakes all the time and you and you start to treat people and not take things personally, as you do those things, over time, you should start to improve your relationship with another human being. Now, is there a chance? Is there a chance that this is just the most honorary? bad-tempered, bipolar, mean person that you're freaking saddled with? Sure, there's a chance of that. There is. I would try and, before you talk to your boss about it, I might try and talk to him, and I would start off with an indirect methodology, and I would say, hey, Fred, it doesn't seem like I'm doing a good job getting along with you or supporting what we're trying to get done here as a team. Is there something that I'm doing wrong that would make us work more smoothly together? And he might say, yeah, you, you keep picking your nose and you don't think I can see it and then it's all over, your boogers are all over, like, whatever, whatever the thing is. Yeah, you keep making little mistakes because you don't check your work. Oh, man, sorry, start checking your work. Oh, I have to fix the things that you screw up. Hey, if I screw something up, just tell me and I'll fix it. So there's a bunch of things that he could actually tell you if you humble yourself, put your ego, subordinate your ego and ask what you could do better. So those two things you could do start by fixing yourself to the best of your ability. If you can't, if you do all these things, if you try not to be annoying, if you do an awesome job, if you take stuff off his plate, if you don't take things personally and all that fails to improve, which is shocking, then maybe you approach him in an indirect way and say, hey, what am I doing wrong here that we're not working well as a team? I know I must be doing something wrong. Let's say that after he gives you feedback, which you don't take personally because you try and subordinate your ego Mm. and you be humble enough to listen to what he actually has to say and then you make corrections and now all of a sudden you have a good working relationship, if that doesn't happen either, then if you maybe, now you wanna start talking, now we're talking about this guy is actually a horrible workmate, horrible teammate, bipolar, mood swings, Honorary doesn't get along with anybody. Now, maybe we have to talk to the boss. And when we talk to the boss, what do we do? We take ownership and say, hey boss, I don't think I'm doing a good job building a relationship with Fred. Here's some of the things that I find myself, situations I find myself in, I want to do a better job getting along with him so we can produce better. Is there anything you're seeing that I could do better or do you know anything about Fred that would help me Mend our relationship so we can do a better job.
1: Mm.
0: Now, on top of all that, so I've given you a lot of work to do there.
2: Yeah.
0: On top of all that, is there a chance that you need to look for other opportunities? Yeah, always. Always have an exit strategy. This guy may be a jerk. I'm going to tell you the chances that this guy is a jerk are small. I'm going to say that. hmm Most human beings that you have to work with are not bipolar, psycho, mood swing jerks. Mm. Do they exist? Yes, they do. They do. The chance that this guy is one of those people is very small. There is a small chance. There's a chance that even with these corrective measures, he doesn't improve. There's a chance of that. Mm. There's a chance that when you ask your boss for advice, your boss doesn't say, hey, listen, The deal with Fred is he's a perfectionist. Try and help him, try and do a good job. And he's a little hard to get along with, but he does good work. So it's probably just worth just deal with it. And you go, okay, cool. I'll deal with it. Won't take stuff personally. I'll carry on. Nothing wrong with that. All that being said, could he be one of these one in 400 people that is just a jerk? Mm. Yep. And your boss doesn't get it because they happen to one out of 400 be a jerk too. And they side with Fred, and now you're in a place where you got to find a different job. That could happen. So then that's why we have a good resume. That's why we build good relationships with other people. And that's why we end up looking for opportunities and organizing an exit strategy over a time period that it takes so that when you leave, you have a place to land.
2: You said that Fred might be a perfectionist. Kind of as an example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why'd, you, why'd you say it? Do you know, or did you just kind of random That was that? the random one. Yeah. You know,
0: I could have said he's a slacker. Right, like right. Fred just doesn't care. But this guy made it sound, the way this guy sounds, sounds more like a perfectionist. Annoyed yeah. by mis- by my little mistakes. Yeah. Gets like, uh, what are some other things? He's very, very experienced, right? A super senior. How do you get to be a super senior guy? By being an idiot? No, yeah. you got some
2: skills. Yeah, the reason why I think you're correct on that is that – or I think that this applies to him is because he's an IT guy. Mm. So, IT is like – okay, so if when you're dealing with like essentially – I mean, there's more IT than just code. I know that. But when you're dealing with code, you can put a period like – Yeah,
0: in the wrong In the wrong space.
2: spot or even put a space or like a slash on accent little typo. Mm. And it's literally the code says a different thing. Or it says – It goes from saying a very specific thing to saying literally nothing. If I
0: had to type on a computer, either a forward slash or a backward slash, Mm -hmm. I think I would have a, and it was, if I, if they said type a forward slash, they gave me the two keys, Mm -hmm. which one to pick, I would have a 50% chance of, or they would kill me I'd have a 50% chance of dying. (laughs) I don't know which one is which.
2: Yeah. 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 And. What's, Do you, makes, you know which one is which? Yes.
0: Yeah, 100%. Because HTML. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right?
2: Uh, yes, sir. Yes, um, CSS, HTML. Yeah. So, okay. So, and with a slash thing, that's funny you say that. Because even the slash thing, a forward slash is if you wrote it, starts forward and goes backward, down and back. Mm-hmm. That's a forward slash. Backslash starts backwards and, and as you write it goes forward so okay. it's like oh it can kind of be more confusing seems but like what about on the computer you just gotta know where it is on the on but, but i'm saying
0: which one is a backslash
2: the one that goes like this okay so i know forward slash is the pinky so yeah oh, okay so Check. freaking i think it's pinky i don't know I don't so you
1: know.
0: got to be you you might have a tendency to be more of a perfectionist as an IT yep, individual. Very just detail oriented.
2: Nature. Yeah. And if this guy's making uh little mistakes in IT, little mistake, nah. big mistake, yeah. that's a mistake that affects our whole world, you know, and you you compound them. Oh yeah, you're right. So yeah, this guy's annoyed with you. And then which which the another thing you brought up which is um I'm sure that you do think it's a big deal, even though you just kind of mentioned it as whatever is don't take it personal, which is, a, is essentially one of the many versions of detaching. Right? Yeah, and
0: I've got a whole section on leadership strategy and tactics field manual. Yes, sir. It yeah, literally is yeah. called don't take it personal. Yeah. <laughs> this is why.
2: <laughs> yes. Especially if, you th- if you're saying the word bipolar in the question is kind of like, oh, he's sort of like that. If yeah. you believe that, if you believe that, yeah. which maybe is, maybe it's not. If you believe that, then you really shouldn't take it personal. So you're like, yeah, look kinda look at yourself or whatever, but not taking personal just that alone will solve a lot of your problems. So yeah. Anyway, Shuck. so yeah, perfectionist IT guys all go, day. Man.
0: Own it. Oh, yeah. Make yourself better. Make adjustments. It's like jujitsu. Mm-hmm. On the jujitsu mat, my goal isn't to push you around.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I can't move you. I can move myself. That's what I'm I'm gonna move myself. That's what we're gonna do here. I Move could, yourself, I change could, yourself, adapt
2: yourself. It seems like your goal is to push me around a lot of the time. <laughs> Either way. Next question. Jocko, I'd like to start this question off with a bit of my background. I have a mechanical engineering degree and an MBA. Wrapped up my twenty year career as an infantry officer, combat tours and all in twenty nineteen. I only made it to captain, but spent part of my career as or part of my career in enlisted. I get why you say to check your ego with most people, but right now I feel like I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum. My wife left after my last deployment in 2018. The civilian company I was working for when I deployed got bought out, and now I feel like I'm on the outside looking in. With the role I do have, I feel like I miss a bunch of attention to detail items that I should catch. I feel like I've had loss after loss after loss since 2018, and now that has left me with a lot of self-doubt. Any advice on how to help move the ego to the other way on the spectrum? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so this does happen sometimes. I know that it happens with young, some young officers in the SEAL teams, they lack confidence. Yeah. And instead of a lot, most officers, it's we gotta we gotta push their ego down. That's why he's, as he's mentioning, we talk about check your ego. That's what happens with most. Occasionally you get an officer that's lacking confidence for whatever reason. I know I, sometimes I talk to kids and sometimes you don't have to talk about, when you talk to kids, you don't often have to talk about checking your ego. You have to talk about trying to help them build up their confidence because kids are scared and nervous and they get picked on and things happen to kids. They're in a big, crazy world and they take losses as well. So with kids, often I have to talk about you know how we're going to gain some confidence with occasionally with some young officers some and sometimes people like this individual right here you're you you take a string of losses right and so we want to what are we going to do how can we start moving this forward first thing we got to do is we got to get control of the situation right which this is what happens we get out of control because losses are things that we can't control that's why we lost right otherwise we would have won so we gotta get control, how can we get control? We start with getting control of what's going on in our life. What does that mean? What that means is, we that means we gotta get a schedule, we gotta wake up, we gotta work out, we gotta get our diet squared away, we gotta do a reorg, right? You were an infantry officer, so we're doing a reorg. We're gonna clean the house, we're gonna organize the car, we're gonna get rid of the stuff that we don't need, we're gonna get a haircut, we're gonna shave, we're gonna buy a squared away, pair of running shoes and some new workout clothes. We're going to get those things staged. When we get up in the morning, they're going to be there. We're going to run every single day. We're going to work out. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start racking up these little wins in life. We're going to go to some kind of gym, hopefully a jujitsu gym, right? Or But it could be a rock climbing gym. It could be a, a lifting gym. It could be a yoga gym. It's some kind of a, a physical Hobby that you are going to progress and that you're gonna win in and any of those you're gonna win in. You're gonna win in jiu-jitsu Look, you're gonna get beat but you're gonna win because you're gonna learn you're gonna win in rock climbing You're gonna win because you're gonna get stronger you to be able to do more moves more techniques Olympic lifting You're gonna get stronger yoga You get more flexible. You're gonna make a physical Hobby that you're gonna get some wins in and you're gonna get some social activity from those activities from social interaction I should say from those activities So that's positive. Cause what we don't want to be doing is sitting around by ourselves in the house, working, not being excited about what we're doing at work, going back to the house where we're not excited about being home. We gotta get control of what's happening. Start getting engaged in work, right? What's going on at work? What's going on at work? Let's gamify what's happening at work. There's details you're missing, detention detail things, cool. Let's figure out a way to gamify and make it fun to catch those little things. We're gonna start rocking and rolling at work. Making things that are not fun fun is a talent. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: It's a talent. Yes. But it's also a, it's also a pragmatic solution. It's also something you go, oh, you know what, this bothers me? Cool, I'm gonna make it not bother me anymore and here's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna have fun. Supposed to be looking for these particular details. Every time I get one of these details, here's what I'm gonna write down in my little notebook over here. Once I get in this notebook right here to whatever, I'm gonna go and buy myself a new jujitsu gi, or I'm gonna go and get, get I'm gonna get myself a steak tonight. So there's we're, we're gonna have fun with this stuff. Maybe maybe you got some people you're working with say, hey, I'm gonna go through this document looking for mistakes. If I miss any, I'm gonna give you you know fifty cents for every one that I miss. That might not seem like a big deal, but the most impactful bets I've ever made in my life were $1, right? I'll bet you $1 you can't do that. And it just becomes a point of pride. So that's what we're talking about. We're gonna have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. So what can you do at work? And listen, there's a chance maybe that your work is not what you have dreamt of doing. And if that's going on, cool. We're gonna start figuring out an exit, exit strategy. What is it you wanna do? If you retired, You retired from the military. You got at least some level of pay coming in from your retirement. That's awesome. That gives you a little bit of flexibility. Maybe you start figuring out if there's an alternate career, an alternate thing that you want to do an alternate vocation that you can get into. Because ultimately all these things that I'm saying is you, you need to find out what your new mission is, right? You were an infantry officer. You had a mission. You had a purpose. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And sometimes people think, oh, that's it." I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get in awesome shape. You're going to do awesome work. You're going to meet people. You're going to, you, you know, you, your wife left you. Cool. You're going to go out and meet other girls. You're going to get shot down by some of those girls, which is good. No big deal. Whatever. You're going to save for a new house. You're going to think of a new business. You're going to volunteer to help some people out there. You're going to volunteer to help some veterans out there. You're going to volunteer to help some kids out there. You are one million times better off right now than 99% of the world. I'm going to say that again. You are one million times better off right now than 99% of the people in the world. You've got a job. You've got a career that you had. You've got money coming in. You've accomplished things. You are, you are a leader in combat. So there's all kinds of people out there, veterans, other, other adults, children that could learn from you, that you could help. And if you help other people, I'm here to tell you a byproduct of that is you will be helping yourself as well, which is what we're here for. We are here to help other people. So, just to rehash, we're going to get control. We're going to reorg. We're going to reorg. We're going to do a reorg. We're going to start getting some small wins. Those small little tactical wins build up over time. When you're clean cut, when you worked out in the morning, you your confidence is going up, by the way. You're, you're, you want your confidence to go up? Cool, work, at, work out in the morning. Get up early, work out. Your confidence just went up. Do that for a week, it went up even more. Eat clean, goes up even more. Clean your house, goes up even more. That's what we're doing. Help someone else, confidence going up even more. Get some more little wins, get, get some skills. Confidence goes up and more. Learn how to arm lock someone. Confidence goes up even more. And ultimately, we got to find a new mission, something that we're focused on. You might not ever, ever get to do that thing that you're trying to do. doesn't matter. What is the mission that we're trying to accomplish? Get focused on that. If you get up and you try and you fall down, even falling down is winning. Even falling down is winning. That's what we're doing, and that's what you're doing. You got this, bro. With that, well, thanks for your service as well. Thank you, everyone else, for joining the cause, for supporting the underground. Hey, if you need some supplements because you're doing jiu-jitsu and rock climbing and yoga and weightlifting, cool. Go to Jockofuel.com. If you need Jiu jitsu gear, boots, jeans, clothing from America, go to originusa.com. You can also check out the store, jocko The books, you know them. Echelon Front, you know it. You know where to find us on the interwebs as well. Echo Charles. And at Jocko Willick. And thank you. Thank you for supporting what we're doing here. We're seeing some, we're seeing some craziness out there in the world. Right? We see YouTube taking down Joe Rogan's video where he's talking to a Harvard doctor, talking to a Harvard doctor mm. about diseases. I think the guy's a virologist, mm-hmm. studies viruses, created vaccines or part, played a role in creating multiple vaccines. Mm. They took down his interview. That's kind of crazy, right? Mm. That's why we thank you for supporting us on the underground. And we will be here if things go sideways with all of you. (laughs) So thank you. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko.